This is a HeadGum Original. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. All my favorite jokes make no one laugh. All my favorite podcasts sound like trash. Love my mom, but I don't love my dad, dad, dad. All my favorite jokes make no one laugh. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know what's wrong with me. By the top shot, it was 10K, but it won't sell, and I feel sick. That was all my girlfriend's savings So I'm all alone Cause she hates me I was trying to get rich I think God owes me Call me Liquid Nice But don't take that nickname from me All my favorite jokes make no one laugh All my favorite podcasts sound like trash Whoa, that was epic. That really, that sums up what it is to be a fan of Jake and Amir, I think. All my favorite jokes make no one laugh. I can imagine that. <laughs> uh, Josh Rubin in the house. Josh, what do you think uh, of that? Who was that? Daddly Umbrulia? I mean, <laughs> nice. come on. It was a little, it was a little, who's that? Bradley Umbrulia? Uh, 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 Michelle, uh, Michelle Bramsh? I mean, come on. I thought it was fine. <laughs> Um, the effort was okay. Um, we brought Josh in quite... to be the the Simon Cowell of If I Were the You. We critic. needed a third. And I give it a fanship for uh, no, no, no. Anyway, my titties are sad. It's very, uh, it's very well done. I hope, I hope they ha- they have a wonderful career ahead of them. Now I'm the Paula Abdul. Well, this guy, <laughs> you're crying. You're turning into all four of them at the same time. Uh, we, I personally requested a Weezer parody for my new favorite song. All my favorite songs uh, make no one sad. Make all my favorite songs <laughs> make me feel make me sad. sad. Make me feel sad. I think I don't even know the lyrics of my own favorite song. Either way, uh, we got a bunch of this, this one. We got a bunch of good ones, and um, this one is from Tad's Shepherd. Just shout me out, Tiago de Souza, working on music currently, but maybe I'll have something to plug in the future. So wow. thank you, Tiago de Souza. Oh, hey, His name Tiago? is was Tad. It, that could have been Tadley and Bruglia. That holy shit! It that, could have been Tadley and Bruglia. If only I knew. I almost said Bra- I meant to say Bradley and Bruglia. You know, you ever do that when you're like, I'm, you're, I'm gonna say Bradley and Bruglia. No, and then you just yeah, say, never Doink. say that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
know what I mean? Uh, Josh, how the hell are you? We haven't caught up since the world started burning. First of all, you guys look phenomenal, sound great. You know, I have my AirPods in. We yeah. all have a, you know, a, um, a road mic, a shore mic, an iced coffee, a milk. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have a milk. It's great to see you. We're all <laughs> drinking We all have milk. milk. <laughs> it's been it's been a minute. I you know, this this time last year, like this week last year was my last date, like out in the world, like my fiance and I. Like, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, we went to see Invisible Man and then went to, to get a massage. Uh, we, you know, an interesting date. Yeah. <laughs> it all worked out. You said fiance, so it's so it's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It did. I, I, you know, you have to you have to uh, uh introduce some bright light of good news, um, you know, in the shit field um, that was twenty twenty. Yeah. Um uh, but I remember like that when we, we like, at, we were to see a matinee and they're like, well, let's, let's get a massage this random place in Silver Lake. And we went and the masseuse shook our hands and then she immediately like started pumping Purell into her hand as if to make and it. Was, like, and I was just like, this is something I did. Like I knew that, you know, um, it was coming, but, oh, yeah. uh, it did make me feel bad. And so it was just like kind of being like touched like all over the place um what a last thing to do before like we'll never ever touch somebody again without being like oh oh, are we gonna be okay yeah i don't know i don't know i'm gonna get a deep swedish like you know in a a window in a windowless room ever but a damn good last hurrah that's the that's the last massage you'll ever get yeah oh and i like yeah ate like a sloppy burger at alamo draft house watching Invisible Man, which was like the last film in theaters, so Lee Whannell is just swimming in surplus cash because it's like, you know, it's a good movie, but it was kind of like, you know, after 9-11, and was like, fuck it, I'll see Glitter. Like, why not? I'll see Mariah Carey and Glitter, like, it's out. I'll see Glitter. Yeah, it's like you knew, you know? you knew it was going to be your last hurrah. Like, why would yeah. you get a massage without knowing full well, well exactly what was about to go down? What was the last thing you guys did in the real world? You know, like when when things were normal. What's your last memory? I remember not having to think about. I it. remember what it was. It was I went to a sports bar to watch a Laker game, and it, it was it was cutting wow. it so close that like I felt bad shaking people's hands. Like I was like, people would like go to shake my hand, like ah maybe let's be safe and like elbow bump, and I got a weird look that's like, all right, bro, like relax, man. It's gonna It'll be, be gone in a day. <laughs> And then I, I want to find those people. Be like, hey, remember when you want to fucking shake my hand? Well, he died. He ended up having COVID, right. and he died. But oh like, yeah, no. I, I want to be. I want to go to the funeral. I can't remember if we've talked about this on the podcast, but I th- like all of the everybody, like the the guys that run Headgum. We all had like a Zoom, uh, and 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 I think uh, Amir. I think it was you, or maybe Cohen asked. Uh, like on a scale of like one to like raise your raise your hands how concerned are you guys about coronavirus and we all did it on the count of three and i put up two fingers <laughs> as like, in i'm saying deuces to yeah, this shit I, I think about it every single day how wrong how wrong i got it my sister who actually she's a touring musician and had gotten back from wuhan she's patient zero um, like <laughs> not shit. long before no it way. all happened yeah she's like she's like i'm telling you something is coming like she bought us walkie talkies a life straw which filters out like piss to make it drinkable <laughs> uh two n95s like the real ones that are now you know six thousand dollars and you know like a map of la and she's like please take this home because i was in new york and i was like fuck you sister like no <laughs> 
I begged her. I begged her to risk her life and go to and go to a post office and send it to me. And she did. And she laughed. She cackled. Sis, I changed my. I need to drink my own piss. Send me the piss straw, sis. Please, I don't have any TP. I don't have any TP. Please. Oh. And that was after you got vaccinated. This was just last week. Yeah, you begged her for the piss straw. This is like 62 hours ago. Honestly, I just got bored in lockdown. Now I'm just curious about the piss straw. I'm finally willing to admit I was wrong. Um, But also throughout this um, quarantine, you released a movie, which is like a pretty big accomplishment for uh, a year where a lot of people felt too despondent to do anything. And as a 30-something white male, I thought, what a better time to show (laughs) off and tell people how great I'm doing. Yes. One movie came out, another one is like their announcements are starting to come out about, you know, yes, this summer theaters, like, (laughs) please risk your life and check out Werewolves Within dropping June 25th. I do think we'll be okay. But um, uh, maybe that'll be like the maybe that'll be the glitter. Maybe your movie can be glitter, man. (laughs) Well, that's right. People will be coming out of it going like, I'll I guess I'll see that. Yeah, I I, I feel shielded from terrorism. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I feel I've movies open movie theaters open on Monday in L.A. If you can believe it. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It's just a lot of maskless, like a lot of just. We have to hang out. Apparently, we're one in four out here, which is fantastic. Shielded, but, you know, it's like, let's not jump the gun. But it does feel like this year was a little bit like, all your dreams are going to come true, but they're going to have a little bit of poo-poo on it. Oh, That's yeah. how I... Like, the monkey paw. You got the golden ticket. Absolutely. You got the, you have the golden ticket, but there's just a little... There's someone else... There's something on it that smells like... Sh- there's I, a little, we wiped there's it duty. off. Yeah, you have duty on the ticket. Absolutely. It's there's good. Duty, you you have it. a little bit of doo on your dreams. Yeah. Although, so uh, it's, you know... I saw a scare me stream and that's how I watch every movie. So it felt like a theatrical release because, you know, like all these major movies have come out on whatever, Amazon, Netflix. Um, so Scare Me just felt like one of those real movies that came out. And did you like it more or less than uh, Clockwork Orange? Your favorite? Wow. That's a great question. I think I would put it right above Clockwork Orange. I'd have to because you're in it. Oh, dude. <laughs> You're oh, in it. Oh, come now. And did uh, that you, means a lot. As the director of Scare Me, did you also torture your actors during the making of this movie to get an authentic performance like uh, Kubrick did in Clockwork Orange? I did. Did I you mean, make people sleep deprived and cold, angry, and scared? I screamed at Aya Cash in the scene where she didn't even need to open a heavy door. Um, but everybody got like, everybody got like such a bad flu, like tuberculosis flu. And somehow I made it through without getting sick at all. There's literally a scene where Aya crawls on the floor when she was at her sickest and then like gets in my face and growls in my face. And I thought, well, this will be it and it'll be fine because it's, you know, it's, it's worth it. It's my film. Right. But um, I, I was fine. Wow. <laughs> I was fine. Wait, Took into a pasta dinner after we wrapped. Wow. And, and when did you? It. When and did then, you? You know, a year it? later. Was it? It was this like the winter this was of twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen? Yeah, 2019. exactly. Twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah. Because we went to the last super spreader or the first super spreader event, Sundance, uh, twenty twenty, <laughs> wow. in right. Utah. Which, like, shortly after we left, people were like, uh, that may have been where there was a lot of... We uh, shouldn't have had that, German, yeah. German right, that was February. Yeah. Amir and I we were supposed to... That. We were supposed to go to South By, which was, like, rightfully canceled. Ooh, but, like, leading baby. up to it, they just kept on, like, kind of, like, making the event a little bit smaller. It's like, it's going to be fine. We're going to do it. Some people canceled, but we're going to have... We'll, we'll still do our house. And then... 
like the day it was be- March, right? Yeah, they called it? I think actually yeah. Amir and I, you and I, pulled out before they canceled, and then they ended up canceling the week after. Yeah, I think we are what did it. They're like, Jake and Amir is not coming. Like this is just going to be the domino effect. <laughs> yeah. We still have like Obama, but like, what's the point at this <laughs> at this rate? People are dropping no, like flies. Yeah. So what's the It'll latest? It'll be all but digital. What? All but digital. <laughs> what's the latest with Scare Me? I see that like DVDs or Blu-rays are being shipped. A DVDs shipped, Blu-ray shipped. Got big props to RLJ for sending me <clears> a bunch of free DVD and Blu-rays. I'm going to give away to some fans. They're all damp. Like they're all. They have a little tear in their jackets. So I, I thought that was that was really good. That whoever was like, you know what, I'm going to send these to the director. Um, I just want to make sure that these are a little damaged. Yeah. These a little poo-poo sure on the dream. A little poo-poo on the dream, really, at all levels. So it's, the, the DVD's out, the Blu-ray's out, which is wild to have my face on um, on a product of any kind that, you know, I didn't uh, ask um, a props person to make. And, um, uh, and the, uh, oh, and there's a making of podcast called Make Cool Shit. Mm-hmm. Um, about the making of, about like the play-by-play of the, um, you know, the drama, the highs, the lows, cars getting stuck in ditches, um, uh, poor Becky Drysdale having to squeeze through a car window to um, uh, to get behind the wheel of the car for all the car shots. Um, wow. And uh, yeah. Are you the host of that podcast? No, Aaron Kafitz, who used to do a bunch of college humor videos back in the day, really lovely New York, New York, uh, New York boy. Love um, New York boy. So, you know, and now he just... You just put it out into the world and you just honestly collect. I mean, I've made at least negative, I don't know, negative. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know the story? I actually, I cashed, I didn't cash out all of my 401k from IAC, but um, a, at least $26,000 from my 401k. Wow. How does that work? So get taxed waiting. heavily, right? You get a pen- yeah. you have to pay a penalty. I, I, haven't gotten, <laughs> I haven't gotten the penalty yet. That's <laughs> technically, a, I guess it's a loss. I don't know how the IRS will like, um, I don't know what the reprimand will be, but I've talked about it at every level. Like it's, you know, like the, the, the headline for some vulture article at some point was like Josh Rubin, you know, cashed out his, but I did, I, I, I took out a significant portion and I've, I don't know when the penalty will come. Wow. She's going to drop. At least 2020 happened. But yeah, it, I, I th- yeah. I mean, that's I a gamble that, say that worked though, right? Like that's you, it, it seems like you know, betting on yourself and making this movie has like led to a lot of other great stuff. Yeah, you can, you can, it's kind of crazy. And the, is the wildest thing is when I wrapped, um, uh, when I wrapped scare me $26,000, uh, less wealthy, um, with almost no money in my bank account. Um, otherwise, cause I spent a year prepping this movie. Um, I, I booked a DiGiorno commercial, uh, uh, d- directing a DiGiorno like campaign with Jay Farrow. And I didn't have to like pitch on it because I'd done one like a year before, and they were like, "You can just fly here and just come right to set." And so I got there like broken, exhausted, and <laughs> after having led this whole movie and having to answer every single question and like guide everyone who was just like you know probably quite unhappy to be making one hundred and twenty five dollars a day, um, I got there and they were like fifteen people excited to answer for me because that's what commercials are. It's like nineteen cooks in the kitchen, and it was yeah. such a relief. Where usually I just feel like fuck this. <laughs> It was just great. Like, you know, I was like, I think we should put the couch, and everyone's just like over there by the window next to the pizza oven with the cro- with the cheesy crust pull. And I was like, okay, yes, answer yeah. for me. Is yes. that all right, Josh? Yep, looks good. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so grateful for um, yeah the cushion. Well, what what is uh, the uh, what's the logline for Scare Me? In case people haven't seen it, you want to sell them a little bit. 
Besides oh being God. the ultimate uh, Josh Rubin vehicle, where you you and Ayakash is it just stay in one location for nearly ninety percent of the movie, and that's correct. It's just Josh doing going slowly insane and doing all the cool stuff that you're uh, used to seeing Josh do. Uh, I think the biggest criticism was uh, I can't believe I just watched Josh Rubin's SNL reel. Um, what a <laughs> shitty excuse! Um, well, but hey, you, as no one's watched your SNL, you. like I watched one of your SNL reels. It was incredible. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, a high production you. SNL probably, reel is good. I feel like if anyone were to watch it now, like every joke would get me canceled. Like even Isabella Rossellini doing jock jams. There's probably something someone will find. Be like Alex Jones. Like there's just something in it. That I can't. Um, <laughs> But it's uh, scare me is let's see log uh, two strangers tell each other scary stories to ride out a power outage. But the scariest uh, tale of all is uh, uh, is uh, Fred is the uh, lesser storyteller. Uh, that was like a really bad log line, but basically like it's about a guy who's like super competitive with um, this woman storyteller and realizes <laughs> she's way better than him. And that becomes more dangerous than you oh. know, any creature in any of the tales over this campfire. But the cool thing is there's no props. We like literally tell stories in space. Like, I guess like a little, like a little improv story. Very yeah. Cool. And it's very, you yeah. do a good job of setting a tense mood throughout the entire movie. Is that like, while things are silly, like in a hardly working environment, but like everything is a little um, moody, scary, tense, anxious the entire yeah. time. The scary, yeah. the, the horror movie of it all. It was interesting to like, you know, I didn't make a preachy Me Too movie, but it's definitely about like men, like emasculated men in the face of a woman's greatness. Like, yeah. like this woman is like so much more talented. So it was like, it reminded me a lot of men I've met in my life who just like feel entitled to when like women like make a little more money. Like with that, we don't ever say this sort of stuff, but she's clearly more successful than this guy. And so when I, when I pitched this, <laughs> when I was sort of pitching this story to like, you know, um, fellow white mid thirties men, they were kind of like, yeah. Yeah, that's wow. They wouldn't necessarily compliment it or sort of like they're just like I do understand that. <laughs> yeah, like a Philip Seymour Hoffman. And the twist like, is that he's actually a better storyteller in the end, right? Isn't that what? interesting? <laughs> yes, uh, but he has a better car. Does he have a better car? <laughs> Help! I will not see it. Uh, I won't see it. I won't see it. Uh, so, um, is it still yeah. streaming, or can you only watch it's, it with uh, these? Yeah, it's on uh, it's on Shutter. Uh, it's on iTunes, Amazon. Uh, I don't know. Just go to the old J- Just Watch app and find. I even I don't know. You know. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. I guess uh, I guess I should introduce this podcast now that we're about oh, right. twenty minutes in. Uh, just oh to let God. people know, if you're listening, just for Josh, this is if I were you, uh, an advice podcast. Actually, the only one on the internet hosted mm-hmm. by me and Jake, and Correct. oftentimes we're alone in our Zoom room. Today, we're fortunate enough to have Josh Rubin, writer, director, actor of Scare Me. And what's, the, what's, the, what's the new one that I haven't seen yet? <clears throat> well, the new one, uh, new one no one's seen yet. Okay, um, so I don't uh, feel June 25th, unless, that one's coming it's out. Been pi- yeah, unless it's been pirated. Uh, Werewolves <laughs> Within, it's an, uh, a comedy ensemble whodunit with Sam Richardson and Milana Vaintrub. Wow. Our buddy Milana. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're fantastic in it, and it's um, yeah, it's cool. It's a, a, about a divided small town that gets actually similar to Scare Me snowed in, um, and uh, uh, they basically like have it out with each other as toxic resentments in the small town sort of like boil over. But also, there might be something like lurking in the darkness 
picking them off. So it's uh, got kind of like a like a ready or not, like knives out kind of a vibe. Um, it was fun as hell. We shot it when there was uh, a lot of snow in Fleischmann's, New York, and oh, also like so shot fun. like we we wrapped like three days before lockdown. So towards the end, everyone was like, "Have you heard about this?" <laughs> <laughs> why do you do only Why do you hands? only shoot movies in really cold, dark, wintry oh. months in freezing places? Horror movies. I think because I I I'm I'm um I'm averse to wearing a fitted shirt. So if I can wear a big Patagonia and eat a lot of brownies, <laughs> I think that's it. I think I'm ashamed of my body, and so I, I want to, If I could shoot where it's cold, I could wear a big chunky sweater and have a pilsner with a brownie and just like you know not have to. Go swimming. Is that why? Is that why you guys? Is that why you guys shot hardly working brownies? You two? Is that? Oh yeah. (laughs) The impetus was. Wow. (laughs) Funny story about hardly working brownies. My ex girlfriend, who I was trying desperately to um, win her affection back, um, because you know I was twenty five and didn't want to sort of you know um, explore my life. Um, uh, she had brought those brownies, I think like maybe 16 minutes before we shot. I feel like we just kind of decided to shoot it like after. Yeah. We were just like doing that. It felt like we were like doing that bit and then it was like, go, everyone go get the cameras. We'll like, we'll do it for real. Right. Yeah. Right, because that wasn't yeah. scripted. It was just like it was one joke done in a very interesting <laughs> yeah. way. I think it's one of my favorite hardly working still. <laughs> just like you guys laughing and getting mad with brownie batter in your teeth. <laughs> that was it. I can't. Do you ever look back at that like golden era? There's got to be. There will be a documentary. I'm sure. It'll I hope. Be, you know, it'll look like I'll be gone in the dark, but it'll be about the college humor days where you could like make a salary, but also leave for a three hour lunch and buy. Jeans. I'm still waiting <laughs> for the oral. I, I want the oral history so badly, so badly. Yeah. It's gonna. I want someone it, to write that it oral will, history. It, it will happen. Absolutely, it will. It totally. Will. We were but all. Do you think about that? Like, yeah, we were poor and happy, a lot happier and a lot poorer than we are now. And it doesn't make yeah. any sense. What did we know? Why are we, we to, so like, carefree? I used to sleep. Like I used to. I mean, now you like go to work and you want to go home. You know, it's like better to be at home. I used to yeah. sleep at the office. I used to like be there until like 11. I used to go there on the weekend sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just, like a social was club. About, like, yeah. Right, showing that place off, like, oh my gosh, you if oh, you want to wow. use the bathroom, please, yeah, like, I'll let me scan a card. I know a doorman. <laughs> I do. I do remember <laughs> like having friends visit that office was like so impressive. Yeah, because you and had you the were bathroom. Every, were you guys in every office? Were you in like the yeah. White Street one? Yeah, we oh, were yeah, in uh, Tribeca. The tri- yeah, we were in the Tribeca one. And the Tribeca one was nice, but it got so crowded by the end that it was just <laughs> yeah. like. And there were two bathrooms, and they always stunk of shit. It was. It was <laughs> and yeah, then and then uh, two twenty five Park Avenue. The Park Avenue office was yeah. just like the absolute best one. I rode my bike by there the other day and it like gave me Oh god, yeah, that's where Jordan Hall and Jack Zerby got in a wrestling match. <laughs> oh my god. Jack the shit that we did, we did we did that first Jack Zerby shout out. <laughs> Do you remember the like what that was though? Like we had just almost like an after work wrestling club where the entire office yeah. stood in a circle and we would just point to two different people and they would wrestle. <laughs> like that yeah. could never happen yeah. now we were just like you like you you jordan and like and i think you i wrestled i wrestled Vinny. rosie wrestled like kevin maybe but like absolutely jordan hall was the strongest guy it made no sense like 
I remember helping. It clean was ter- up. It was terrifying. I, I was. I remember like being a, like Deadwood scary. Yeah, I was like cleaning up an, a set after after a shoot one time. I was like trying to help Jordan, and I was like moving like these this box like both hands dragging it across the floor, needing somebody else to come pick up the other end. And Jordan just like picks it up, picks it up by the handle, yeah. one hand tosses yeah, it into thing. a truck. It's he's a maniac. Yeah, because he was like a cattle farmer or whatever, which is why yeah. it was it was terrifying to watch Jack. Dahmer Zerby, um, <laughs> who was an MMA like, fighter. Jack was like a a fucking like a dad and like a trained so mar- mixed martial arts fighter. And Jordan <laughs> okay, was just so like why. the strongest. Jordan just couldn't lose. Man in town. Yeah, Jordan has no like no like nat- like no wrestling knowledge. He's a lumberjack. Just, yeah, he was a little lumberjack. But he just doesn't lose. And Jack is like a a trained fighter. And it was fucking it was, insane. But it was, ter- but I didn't know that. I just saw a man in khakis and a button down. And I was like, oh, this will take too much. And just, I think there's 7D footage of it somewhere. Maybe yeah. And everybody had that camera. There are like, be- there's yeah. beautiful photos of these, of, of this somewhere. Absolutely. <laughs> On a Flickr account that nobody can access. Jack Zerby's Flickr account. Uh, all right. We need to take a break and answer okay. some fucking questions. Otherwise, Jack to. Zerby's legal department is going to send us a very hateful cease and desist. And so the line is open, guys. The yeah. line is open. <laughs> please. please start calling. Please. Nobody's calling yet, but we'll be back after these messages. I think we got a good one for you. All right. Thank you to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode of our program. Hell yeah. It's pretty simple. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, and then it monitors your spending and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. It's perfect for all those subscriptions that you tried and then forgot about, but you're actually paying for and you don't even realize it, folks. I had, no joke, over a million dollars a month worth of subscriptions that I did not need. That's amazing. Did not That's need. That's amazing. That's so uh, much cash. I was buying 35 new houses a freaking month on yeah. the subscription box that I accidentally subscribed <laughs> to when I bark was high. Box. Yeah, bark yeah, box. Yeah, it came with the condos, yes. dozens of them a month. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? Let me do a quick little audit. Rocket Money came in and they're like, by the way, you're spending one and a half million dollars a month. We could probably just cancel this one. Yeah. Like, damn. And I could use that. I did. Incredible. Yes. Congrats. And you should use that. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved them a total of $500 million. That's almost entirely me. $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Yeah. Most saving of it yours. Saving the average member only $740 a year, which is not as much as the $1.5 million a month that I saved, but still a lot of money to some people. For sure. So if you're looking to save some cash, which who isn't, Mm -hmm. uh, you can stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash segments. Segments. There's something in your bank account that doesn't need to be there. Rocketmoney.com slash segments will find it and eliminate it. Whoa. Nice. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash segments. Segments. Take control of your finances today. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Rocket Money. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of our program. Hell yeah. Thanks, BetterHelp. Jake, I don't know if you know this, but we sort of all carry around different stressors, Mm -hmm. big and small. Yeah. No, I've heard of that. Yeah. I've heard that. I've heard some people do that. And if you're anything like me, you just sort of keep it bottled up inside and never Mm -hmm. complain or talk about it to anyone ever. Very deep, deep, deep down. Yes. You put on a facade, as they call it. Mm -hmm. Yes. And a masquerade. 
God. Mm-hmm. But when we do that, it starts to affect us negatively. It's not healthy. It's not good. That's why I use mm-hmm. therapy, which is a safe space to get things off your chest. And there's no better way to use therapy than with BetterHelp. Ah, very nice. So if you've been hearing a lot about therapy and you've been wanting to give it a try, but you don't want to, f- you know, go through the hassle of finding a therapist, driving their awkward waiting rooms, give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suitable to your schedule. Perfect. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, Mm -hmm. you get matched with a licensed therapist, Mm -hmm. and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Ooh, love it. It helps to get things off your chest. It helps to talk about it. Right. So get those things off your chest with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash segments. You go there and you get 10% off your first month. Ooh, all right. Segments, folks. Yes. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash segments. Segments. To get matched with your therapist as soon as possible. And if you use that coupon code by going to betterhelp.com slash segments, you'll get 10% off your first month. Nice. Give it a try. It'll help. Yeah. With BetterHelp. And we're back. Uh I said, Josh, this one has some horror movie vibes. Uh, It's written by a lady. So why don't you give this lady a fake name we can refer to her as? Oh, Mildred Dinks. Wow, that was fast. Okay. Mildred Dinks writes, (laughs) I've lived with one of my roommates for four months now, and I'm still slowly getting to know him. He's kind of quiet, but we'll have small talk here and there, and occasionally he'll ask how my day was. We had a movie night a couple times with one of our other roommates, and we're both... Wow, and we're both working as well and are not home very much at the same time. He seemed totally normal until recently. He mentioned how he was thinking about purchasing a satanic Bible he saw at a bookstore downtown. Oh, then dear. he mentioned then he mentioned how he's never used a Ouija board before and is curious about the experience. He's never given any indication that he's into that kind of stuff or curious about it, and it obviously has me taken aback. I'm not religious, and I've personally never had any paranormal experience, and I don't really believe in ghosts either. But the fact that this guy's thinking so much about dark matters is really concerning to me. Should I find a new roommate or leave the situation be, considering I don't believe in ghosts? Do I tell him he shouldn't purchase a freaking satanic Bible? What if he's a sociopath? Please help me out. Love your show. Do more live shows soon. Come back to Seattle. Thank you so much, Mildred. Thanks, Mildred Dink. <laughs> so Mildred doesn't believe in ghosts, but at the same time is really creeped out by the satanic Bible and what it's capable of. And should she tell her roommate that he can't actually do that dark arts shit in her apartment? How long has she known Jack Zerby? It seems <laughs> like it's four months. I live with one of my roommates for about four months. So do you do you believe in that stuff? Ouija and ghosts and uh, I well, I don't I don't know if I believe in we in Ouija boards, but I wouldn't fuck with one. I've seen I've just heard a little too much. I don't mm. want to open a cre- you know a crevice. Oh, crevice. Oh, oh, God, it's look happening. what happened! <laughs> <laughs> it's, a it's opening. Oh. It's opening in Josh. Uh, yes, my advice would be <laughs> it open. Learn, learn from him. Set Sorry, that was free. just my cry. <laughs> Holy shit. Sorry, that was my cry. It was just cry. But no, Mildred, um, get out. Yeah. <laughs> you think that's... that's too scary of a situation? The dark arts, the satanic Bible? There's a difference between Ouija and the satanic Bible. If the roommate is like curious about like paranormal activity and ghosts, that seems fine. Um, like maybe more quirky than creepy. If he's if he's fucking like doing dark arts satanic rituals that's fucking not no bueno 
You gotta, you gotta get that loud. Uh, yeah. And like this, uh, yeah. the the risk isn't that the ritual works and Satan is unleashed, right? It's just that this guy <laughs> is a little too. He thinks he's possessed. You know? Yeah, you but don't want that. What wouldn't refusing the Bible almost escalate it to the point where it feels too real, or it's like you can't let that cursed book in here, not near my bed. Then it's like, ooh, right. what powerful, so you, powerful. Yeah, you get yourself a cross, ne- a cross necklace <laughs> and like uh, and a, a garlic yeah. garland. Get some garlic. <laughs> yeah. 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 With with holy water. Just overdo it. Just <laughs> overdo it. Get a Jehovah's Witnesses book, some Christian science pamphlets, some garlic, <laughs> a big, just a pilgrim hat. I don't know why. Right. And maybe he'll, maybe he'll just at least cool it a little bit. Totally. Yeah. That's you get, terrifying. It could also be Henry Zabrowski. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> um yeah i mean you could have your own exorcism that could that that at least makes you the creepy one that's right that's a that's a tech out creep him right out creep him Mm -hmm. just drink some coin go (laughs) (laughs) josh did you watch these movies like why are you how do you have such an encyclopedic knowledge of these scary movies how are you've been pigeonholed into directing these horror films are you like a horror aficionado or did you just luck into this world Uh, I was a horror fan before I was a, co- a comedy fan. My, my sister and my brother, they, well, I think this was more Rachel, my sister. That was like, she was like, you know, yeah, hey, check out this movie with Freddy Krueger. He's like a cartoon character. You know, you can tear his face off and reveal a skull underneath. I don't, I think I, I just, for some reason, just took to, uh, took to horror movies a lot earlier, especially the schlocky, like VHS colorful, um, cover stuff. Mm. Uh, because they kind of looked cartoonish in their own way. Like, oh, monkey shines. That's cool. It's a picture of a monkey. There's like, no, it's, there's, there's a, you know, monkey in the attic killing people. But, um, I took, t- I took to it. I, I don't know. Maybe it was because, you know, on sweatpants days, um, I wore my sweatpants, but on jeans days, I wore my sweat, I, my sweatpants. Um, yeah. So you were an school. indoor kid. Like on gym days. <laughs> yeah. On gym days, you know, like I wore sweatpants so I didn't have to change. And so horror movies made me feel whole. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't watching the Super Bowl. You were watching Child's Play. Uh, at yeah, home at age yeah. eight. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch any sports growing up? Did you dabble um, in that world at I t- all? I took karate for a day. Um, <laughs> and then I think I'm, I'm, I'm sure at one point there was like a girl that liked football and I pretended to like it. That was a hard time. I remember one time though, uh, when I bought like <laughs> athletics or my mom bought me athletic sneakers when I was like nine. Um, I, I, I like, she bought me like basketball shoes, which I just thought were like cool looking along probably with like a Cardinals hat. Cause I thought it was cool colors or like a, like a Charlotte Hornets uh, hat. Cause like, Oh, cool B. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh and and um the uh the cashier was like oh do you play basketball like looking at you know a chubby danny torrance pretty much and she was like he's an actor not an athlete and i remember being so offended that my mom said that about me as if like no mom tell him i'm a basketball star and then go home and play with play batman toys until i fell asleep in my own drool you know <laughs> It does feel like there were two types of kids growing up. Like, I didn't know anybody who was like a movie freak like you and also a sports fanatic. It seems like those were two different Mm. types of brains. Like, even. Well, I feel like that's you guys, though. I feel like you guys appreciate, like, you know, entertainment. Or maybe it was like comedy albums, or maybe I'm conflating sports or something. I guess I, I, yeah, I think I was a comedy fan when I was like. I don't remember. I mean, I don't remember anything. I thought about it when I was nine, but I think when I was like 12. Like fifth and sixth grade, me and my friends liked uh, like Adam Sandler and uh, Chris Farley movies. I'm pretty sure. 
Yeah, but you weren't like. But you were also like playing like you know basketball probably. Right? Yeah, I guess I got swept up in like sort of playing sports. I was never I was never good at sports. I was, but my friends were good at sports. I, I, think I guess I, I'm like, thinking more I, like I was, uh, a, I was a transitional like crossover crossover kid, like nerd and cool kids. But I had no actual. I basically had no skills or likes of either either group. I wasn't as smart as the nerds, but I was more of a nerd, and I but I wasn't as athletic as the cool kids. Um, so I, I was in the middle of nowhere. Like when, when you listen to that Adam Sandler, they're all going to laugh at you. Did you know that came from a horror movie, the Carrie movie, or did you just think that was Adam Sandler being wacky? Oh, I thought that was just Adam. I thought Adam Sandler made that up for sure. Yeah. For sure. And, and Josh, that would be the only thing that I liked about it other than like the lunch <laughs> lady song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You were watching. I remember watching those horror movies. And like I was like seven or eight, and I was like, "Yeah, that seemed like too young." And then I see like my seven or eight year old niece. I'm like, "Jesus Christ!" Like, she, this, somebody <laughs> this age was watching fucking Friday the Thirteenth. Like, no way. That's, <laughs> That's so crazy. fucking alarming. She saw Kevin Bacon get stabbed through the throat, or like a, a bear giving fellatio to a businessman in a hotel room in The Shining. It's like I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, that was too early for me I to have I seen that. I saw Candyman when I was I, like, it had to be like oh. less than ten. And that's <laughs> that is what ruined horror movies for me because I was so yeah, scared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, trauma. Yeah, no. I, I'm fucking petrified. I'm still afraid of it. <laughs> me too. That one is that's Tony Todd. That's a, that's a terrifying one. You look, looking in the mirror. I will not say Candyman. I'll say Beetlejuice anywhere. Mm. <laughs> I want to hang out with a fucked up look at Michael Keaton. You know, nice Zagnut bar. Like I, I'll do that. But Candyman, yeah, that not Candyman's bad. What's what's the scared most scared you've been after watching a movie? I, I have a very specific movie and uh, memory of this, so I can answer first my own question. I, I no joke. I think I well, Candyman was one. The scene in the bathroom was pretty terrifying. Yep. And actually, oh man, I, I was I was gonna say Cat's Eye with the troll in the wall, with little young Drew Barrymore getting you know her life sucked out <laughs> through her nose by a troll. But I think it was. This is I don't know kind of basic, but Paranormal Activity two. Interesting. I almost start. I almost cried. I was so scared. There's a scene when like the, the some character gets like dragged from upstairs all the way downstairs. It's like into the into the attic, and like once they go in the attic, like the door the attic door closes. And I remember being in the theater like as a thirty year old man just going like, you know what I mean? Like I just I thought I was like, no, I can't, I can't do that. Mine what was, about, I mean, mine was Blair Witch, like 15 years old, seeing it like yeah, a, a burned yeah. DVD or C, not even DVD, like CD copy on my computer with my friends. We're like, we can't sleep alone tonight. <sighs> like the Blair Witch will yeah. probably get us. Was this real? Was this a movie? Like who found yeah, this fucking disc? Yeah. <laughs> they, like, was a- they leaked it out to like teenagers around America to like. Yeah. I got yeah. motion scared them. after Blair Witch, which I think was a blessing. Like I, I was, I like got nauseous and threw up because of all the camera movements. And I think like I, so that that kept me from being scared. But I do, I remember um, watching The Ring on like it was in high school. Yeah. It was in high school, and the girl that I liked came over, and she liked scary movies, and I lied and was like, "Yeah, I like scary movies, whatever." <laughs> and we watched The Ring, and. I'm fucking 17 years old. I was so fucking frightened afterwards. I went upstairs and I slept in my brother's room on the floor, which was too scary for me because I'm like, there's only one other person in here. And then my two of my sisters shared a room and I went and I slept in their floor with the lights on. I'm 
a senior in high school. <laughs> and they're, and they're all younger siblings. Aren't you the oldest sibling? The, se- uh, the second oldest. But yeah, they're, they were they were 12 at the time. Uh, they were 12. I'm 18 wow. or 17. And uh, <laughs> just get, out. The get out. Get out. Turn the light off. They Fuck. should have all made their hair soaking wet. Oh, my. And, like, started yeah. crawling. I don't know why. Oh. Yeah. Why would I want to surround myself with like 12 year old girls after the ring? It's <laughs> counter counterintuitive. Uh, that was the only time my friend Nick, who was like the manliest friend I knew, which is funny because he's a, he's a you know a very gawky kind of Bill Murray lookalike and seventeen years old. We saw the ring in the theater. It was the only time ever like Nick ever like yelped and like literally dug his fingernails into my forearm um, as if I were on a date. Mm-hmm. You know, um, is it that that, fir- not, that not first genderize that like jump scare? When yes, is in the closet in the first oh, God. five fucking minutes I, with the jaw. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking forget it. Forget it. I hate no, it. I hate it. I still, it that just gave me the chills now when it's fucking daytime. <laughs> you should watch The Ring tonight at oh. midnight. Yeah, dude. Never sleep again. Bro. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Air I'm horn. fucking scared, bro. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's take one more break. We have one more question we Ooh. want to answer on the other side of these messages. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional-looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's, uh, right. it's a, it's, they have 24-7 award-winning customer support. They have very simple drag-and-drop technology. You can code. You can design mm-hmm. a professional-looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product. From Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? Boneheader.com. Boneheader. It's like... Interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you're a boneheaded person, but you're doing a boneheader of move. You know what I mean? What about fitnessnah.com? So it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm-hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness it's a movement about not going to the gym fitness it's nah. a it's an anti-movement really no, it's a non-movement that's movement a, is anti-movement yeah. one anti-movement uh, seems i'll like have it to be. check it out later actually let me look right now anti-movement.com is not available don't yeah. buy that one okay yeah, yeah. i wouldn't but so it's more fitness, of a fitness nah. <laughs> yeah it's more of a fitness yeah. nah thing yeah uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool th- there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough mm-hmm. is to go to squarespace.com segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
And we're back. We got another non-scary but still silly roommate question. This is about a contentious bathtub issue um, from another dude. A dude in SF. So give us an SF dude's name, Josh. Okay. uh, Blinkin' Andy. (laughs) (laughs) I love the name Blinkin'. Blinkin' Andy writes, I'm a 24-year-old from SF, and I just moved into a house with two of my best friends a few months ago. The house is sick, but not quite equitable. I'll keep it quick, but the context is important. The house is three stories, two this bedrooms like the, on the, the second character Josh just did before the break. <laughs> I'll keep this quick, bro. Uh, two bedrooms on the second floor that share a bathroom and a master on the third floor with an ensuite and walk-in en-suite? closet. Oh, ensuite and a walk. Fucking forget about it. The ensuite bathroom is absolutely prime and has a nice-ass bathtub. Mm. When we got the house, we bid on the master bedroom, and I had the highest bid, so now I pay 25% more in rent for my room than what others pay. Totally fair. Here's the sticky part. One of my roommates is in a long-distance relationship, and his girlfriend is coming over next weekend to visit. He mentioned to her that I was going to be out of town, and she asked him, Oh, can we use his bathtub? He brought this up to me a couple days ago and said he would clean the bathtub before and after as a thank you. Sorry, the bathroom before and after. I sort of said it was fine because I was caught pretty off guard. But now I'm thinking, do I really want to let him have a romantic bath with his girlfriend in my bathroom? That feels gross, even though he's going to clean it. Plus, I'm already paying way more for the nice bathroom, even though I don't really use the tub. Am I being a little bitch about this? Or is this a pretty absurd request? Is it too late to back out? I'm a oh kind God. of a bit of a coward. So I was thinking about sabotaging the bath by finding a way to cut off the water or leaving a bunch of <laughs> leave, leaving a bunch of dirty clothes in there to deter them the next day. On the day. Any creative suggestions would be much appreciated. Thank you. Blinken therapy's my creative uh, <laughs> suggestion. Like cool the fuck down, Blinken, bro. What if he would you let your somebody use your fucking bathtub? I mean, this is prime bathtub. They're gonna clean it before and They're after. They're gonna clean it. They're yeah, gonna, right. Just, Twice. Like, His cum is yeah. gonna stain the bathroom for eternity. The <laughs> amount of like, fucking. No one, no one fucks in tubs, bro. That's just something that like you've seen in like Skullface or like, Scarface, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then they're using the bathtub. They're like, all right, what's the big deal? Let's make the jump to his fucking bed. I mean, we're already on the third floor. Now we're, then they're we're fucking the whole weekend. They're feet? shitting on your sheets. They're wiping their yeah, taints on true. your curtains. It's just not. That's true. It's, it's tacky. It's tacky. <laughs> it's tacky. It's tacky. Don't do it. It's tacky. I understand. You know what? Sabotage it. Cut the water off. Great. Exert the, exert the effort. I do like Call the idea of him cutting Ed. the water off just because it might result in him not being able to ever turn it back on, which would be the, the good result for, for <laughs> Blake. You know what? You're totally right. I think call the San Francisco Department of Water and Power. I think that's a great. I think that's a perfectly rational decision. Shut off your tub. Don't ask him not to. Take a sledgehammer uh, to your tub, Jake. This was you in a way. We we moved in to a big ass place in L.A. Me, you, and Marty. I remember. Mm-hmm. We had one master with the ensuite. The master and with one, the ensuite. One the mini his master. And, the his and hers. The, the dual. The dual sinks. Yeah, the soaking was, tub. There was a Japanese soaking tub in there. A walk-in closet. It and it, it was, was perfect. And I, I had perfect. the mini two, master. Two fucking balconies. Yeah, two, two balconies. balconies. Two walkout balconies. 
And you had and that then, fucking Romeo and Juliet balcony. Yeah, I had one mini balcony. We called it the master, the mini master. And then Marty stayed in a sort of hamper type room down in the basement area. Adjacent to the laundry room. We yeah. We called it the so Kegel. Like, that's right. So the Kegel would sort of live below the house. Then there was the mini master, and then there was the master. And I think you were probably paying two and a half times what Marty was paying. It wasn't like a yes. 25% premium. I paid double I literally what Marty think, paid. But, Mar- but yeah. Marty's room was fucking awful. So the- It was a dark hole. It was a dank, and dark hole. And he shared hole. Like his bathroom. Because like, we also had podcasters coming in and out of the house at that time because we launched HeadGum from that house. And That's right. Like so, any guest, anybody that was just like in there would use Marty's bathroom because that's <laughs> yeah. that was the only downstairs bathroom. That's right. So you I leave- was at the party where that toilet flooded. <laughs> yeah, that was Jake's that was my toilet. toilet. That was my Your toilet. toilet. <laughs> yeah, but it was yeah. leaking. But it was leaking into the kekel. <laughs> <laughs> so every time Jake would take a shit. The, the poop would land into, <laughs> into the Kekel's bed. That was sort of the way the plumbing worked in the home. So the, the so master directly into the Kekel. That's the way the Kekel crumbled back then. <laughs> you get that, buddy. You're only paying $1,100 to live here. That's a small price to pay. And yes, you live in a crawl space uh, behind the pantry, and the only way to access it is through the cereal. <laughs> that's, that's sort of how it goes it's par for the course uh so would you let would you let the kekel use your soaking tub master i mean i think that i i definitely let marty never asked but i definitely let you use my bathroom from time to time why did i use your bathroom i had a bathroom of my own yeah you used to need to shave in my bathroom and i don't entirely remember why oh i think because you had you had the 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 sink with like the counter space, and I had just like a sink oh, that was like kind of yeah. like a loose bowl in the middle. You had a pedestal bathroom. sink, yeah. That's, yeah, they call that a pedestal <laughs> sink, buddy. They're, yeah, exactly. They're, they're, there was no counter space. Win, uh, how did Jake? How did you win the argument to get the the six thousand square foot bedroom when everyone else had <laughs> kekels and shitholes? If <laughs> anything, I lost serious. because I I just like I overbid. I wanted the masters <laughs> so bad that I was like, I will pay any price. I'll pay because yeah. we were also all three of us were so competitive about who was going to have the best uh... room. <laughs> we had to make it. We had to make the master so expensive <laughs> that he felt like he lost. Yeah. Otherwise, there's no way to make the master worth it. Wow, it, ha- it had to fair. come with the price of guilt that I'm paying two and a half times what Kekel is paying. So that like the That's financial fair. and mental gymnastics sort of balanced themselves out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the real hard part was pricing the mini master. Is it more of a Kekel or more of a master? And it yeah. was sort of right in between. Which was like, your room. Yeah, that was yeah. my room. I had like, yeah. I had not my own private bathroom, but like a bathroom right no across one used the hall. It but you, yeah. Yeah, uh, and only Fair. you know one balcony instead of two, and like it was probably half the size of the master. But I but the think master was it in, closer the master, to the master was insane. It like the master had like fucking. It really was. It was worth what I paid for it. I think in retrospect, I think your balcony it, it was a pretty epic. Yeah, yeah you remember. had a balcony that was like a separate room. Like your balcony alone was bigger than the Kegel. My balcony was almost the size <laughs> of your room, and there was like a couch on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, why we ever left that house? <laughs> we shouldn't have left. I was gonna ask. Yeah, we we were renting it as part of like headgum, so like it was split between us and the business. And then the lady realized she was undercharging us, 
and ended up selling the place for like millions of dollars. And we're like, yeah, yeah you probably should absolutely. have done that six months ago. Um, but yeah, you, <laughs> Instead you would of letting let people two, use. Like three idiots live here for a year. You would let people use your soaking tub if you were out of town, would you not? Yeah, and I'm pretty certain that, that it happened. I can't remember it exactly. Oh, you know, I mean, definitely. Yes, definitely. I, I remember we like let people stay there and they use the tub. It's it's weird because this guy's out of town not, too. They're not even asking to use your bed. I could imagine being like, "I, I want to stay in your room for the weekend." I'm I might bristle at that, but they're just saying, "Let us use your bathroom," like that's that's mm. fine. Yeah, it is weird because like there's not much of a difference. You're not there; they can use your bedroom, and you have no idea. Like. Right. It's not a favor at all, it seems like. And yet it still feels a little weird. It's honestly nice that he asked because he's going to now and you're going to get a, a a tub clean out of the, the whole thing. Because the uh, like the alternative oh, yeah. is he just lies to you and you leave town and they use it and, you know, never you never say anything. <laughs> and don't Ajax the cum. Right? You'll have to like that's the that's the Kiko crisp of it. You know, that's the Kiko. That's the way the Kiko crumble crumbles. Ajax you eat your the Kiko cum. crisp. Eat your Ajax Kiko crisp. Cum. Hey, that the t-shirt, key- t-shirts ideas. Yeah. T-shirts ideas. <laughs> the Kiko would actually clean Jake's toilet every day, right? Well, Didn't the Kiko will have to do that. The Kiko was my toilet. So you would use the, you would almost the use his the room. Kegel. The Kiko was yeah. cleaning the toilet. Yeah, that's cool. Good night, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to make the flushing noise, Kiko. I want you to be a real toilet for me now. Don't just half-ass it. <laughs> he paid twenty dollars a month to live in that mansion, but the torture <laughs> he had to endure from the master. Yeah. Yeah, well, I do. And never also, he be was paid the off. client face. He was the client facing operation. <laughs> he had to have People a like, suit. Why do you smell? Yeah. And at that time, Jill had Jill had a studio apartment like down the street. So I would spend some nights at her house, and I would just be like, "What am I doing? What am I doing? I should be at, I should be in the fucking master." <laughs> yeah, or you should have switched with the Kiko, but you didn't want to yeah. give him that. No, I didn't. He didn't give deserve that, that satisfaction. Yeah. <laughs> if anything. You'd have to promote me from the mini master to the full. It doesn't go from right. Kiko to master. That's or let too him much sleep on up. the balcony mm. with the couch. I mean, I feel like that's like, get a tent. You know, I would sometimes would catch the Kiko sunning himself, sunning Kiko's self onto my balcony, and I would spray him with the hose, and, and the Kiko would scamper away down the wall. <gasps> oh, so sorry. Oh, sorry. And just climb drunk. down the side oh, of the house. What are you doing in my naked. room, Kiko? <laughs> Uh, I'll climb down the side of the house naked. <laughs> you frightened me, Kiko. Ah, oh, sorry. You flush on me one last time. Uh, no, 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 no. What is this angry attitude, Kiko? <laughs> I am the client-facing operation. I caught the Kiko reading a book yesterday, Master. I don't know where he's learning such courageous thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet, Mini Master. Yes, I was only yes. the reading the back of the Kiko Crisp. <laughs> I read the back of the Kiko Crisp. Who gave you cereal, Kiko? I thought you were to only eat fish. <laughs> I had to crawl through the cereal to get to my room. <laughs> I had to crawl through the cereal. I have to go through the cereal. I smell a third <laughs> horror movie for you, man. It's called Mini Master. Oh, yeah, Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have plans for a third? 
Uh, Do you know well, what's next? Yeah. Uh, he can't I'm announce it. Is it a secret? Things. Holy shit, it's no, going to be on it's, deadline. There's no secret. I know it. No one's, bro, I know no, it. One pay, no one's paying me yet, bro. I, <laughs> bro. I have no dreams left. I, I think the third thing I'm going to do is go back to work in Best Buy inventory because all my dreams have come true. All my dreams have come true. I won the EGOT. I'm ready to go back. Congrats, to, by the kind way. Of like being. Being a yeah, being a cobbler like Daniel Day, <laughs> Daniel Day Gluis, you know what I mean? Just like kind of just <laughs> glue very and shoes. simple, very nice. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> totally. Uh, all right, Josh, one last time. <laughs> totally. How do people watch these movies? What are your social medias? Let people learn. Oh, uh, you can find me at just my name, Josh Rubin, R U B E N. Nice. Uh, and. Uh, sh- you can see Scare Me on Shutter. It's on Blu-ray. It's on DVD. It's uh, you can rent it or buy it on iTunes, Amazon, anywhere you get your movies. Woo. Great, great horror movie. Great low pro horror movie. You guys did so much with such a limited space, and I'm with just budget. Josh's 401k. My God, wow! Can you believe it? Oh, here comes that woo IRS uh, yeah. IRS car. You can't retire, as it were, but you do have six no. DVDs with broken jackets to give away. So. <laughs> Correct. That's, Correct. I hope the I guess, fans appreciate yeah. it when I'm <laughs> shivering in my um, my 1940 <laughs> Volvo. Actually, that's kind of nice. Because <laughs> you'll be able to wear a lot of jackets. Uh, sweet. Correct. Uh, uh, and thank you to uh, you guys for sending in your questions and your theme song. Uh, the email address for anything, uh, everything, is if I were you show at gmail.com. Yeah. Would you believe we have another... Uh, all my favorite songs are slow and sad um, parody slow for the closing. Sad. Yeah, we do. Yeah, cool. Uh, this one is by Liam Masters, so he doesn't have anything to plug. So shout out to Canada, I guess. Thank you to Liam. Okay, uh, and thank you to Josh, and thank you to you guys for listening. We'll be back, of course, next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Everyone's advice really sucks. I killed myself inside a Starbucks Oh shucks All I wanna do right now is bust a nut To seize that cheese, just email all these fucks If I were you, Jake and Amir Ooh Amir gets the turdies here Ooh And Jake gets the golden mics Most chipmunks don't win any awards, so by comparison, a turdy's not that bad. That was a HeadGum original.